No, man, they're really upset. They're very upset about their cheeps. Another episode of the Adventure Booster Podcast, hanging out with Zach and Chad. Uh, Chad, they've come for you, man. Uh, the Nacho Libre Army has come for you, and they want their chiefs back. <laughs> Any you care to comment before they drag you on social media? On behalf of Lifeway and Lifeway students, I am sorry and I regret the statements that I made about Nacho Libre, <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite, and the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> you did have some folks that sided with you. They're like, I get it. Like Trans-Siberian Orchestra, I was only there for one song. It took us three hours to get there. And I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, that's it's good. It's good. There, we, we did find out there there are people with opinions, pretty strong opinions when it comes to movies. P- people have strong opinions about low-stake films. I will say, too, though, I got, uh, I got a good amount of people, though, that did say that they agreed. Oh, okay, okay. Multiple things, uh, you know, specifically like... You know, just the idea that, like, something can be different in the theater, like, with your spouse. Oh, yeah. Than when you watch with a big room, so. That's true, but there are some folks that are still rocking the Nacho Libre date nights. So, you know, just, you know, spandex mask and capes and popcorn, I guess. It's fun for the whole family. Wow. <laughs> From the top rope. Okay, so, anyway, no, it's good to catch up. If you folks didn't catch the last couple episodes, uh, Chad and I were delving into some youth ministry youth youth ministry subculture yes oh uh, i did appropriate films can can we go way back way back okay um because i i've had a couple people now want an update oh i saw saw this on social media (laughs) okay so let's take us all the way back this is like the end of last year this is like a while ago but we need a pet update uh, from Chad's sweet, sweet daughter, uh, who is not the greatest caretaker of live animals. Uh, we need to hear about how the fish are going. Okay, and then first, you have some more updates for us as well. First of all, my daughter's phenomenal t- caretaker of animals. Okay. <laughs> then then this story is about to get weird. The We, we bought an angry fish who had oh. some trauma in his life okay. and decided to kill all the other fish. So Milk, if you remember, which is a great name, by the way, for a fish. um, Milk ate all of the other fish in the fish. Of course he did. Uh, And so we decided, well, we're not going to get any fish. We'll just kind of ride it out with Milk. He apparently wants to be alone. (laughs) Um, Survival of the milkest. (laughs) Clearly he was 2%, yeah. Or he was the 1%, maybe. (laughs) Hard to say. (laughs) He, uh... I don't know what ended up happening to milk. I, I think maybe eating six other fish probably is <laughs> not good for your diet. Not good for your diet. So milk has also passed away. So we were without fish. So we oh, we did okay. away with the fish tank. Okay. Um, we we bought a puppy for Christmas. Puppy for Christmas. Yeah. Because apparently, if you can't keep fish alive, why not buy a dog? That's the next progression. Right. Right. So we we now have a little puppy here at the house, which is basically a Disney show around here, right? Mac and Malia. Mac and Malia. Yeah, I like it. Uh, it's something. <laughs> Chad's uh, got a lot of feelings, maybe some remorse, some buyer's remorse on uh, sweet sweet Mac, mainly because you spend a lot of time with Mac here at the house. I mean, I feel I like I work you've... from the house now, so me and Mac are buddied up quite a bit. Yeah. 
uh, little coffee dates to Starbucks. Throw, one, throw in the front seat and drive. Once we get the once we get the potty training. Okay, done, there it is. Yeah, that's then fair. I think me and Mac will have a better working relationship. Out. That's fair. That's fair. Um, well, there's uh, something we wanted to talk about today, but uh, I don't know. Got some mixed feelings about it. Uh, but the conversation topic for this episode of the Youth Ministry Booster Podcast is a topic that a lot of folks have, I guess, hesitantly written in about or shared about through some various uh, marketing channels, feedback means for us. And it's the topic of apathy. Apathy in student ministry, apathy about their own work, apathy in the pews, apathy for the folks that weren't even there that week because they were home or somewhere else. And so, Chad Higgins, we're going to talk about it today, um, but first give us a little bit of maybe some some parameters definition for you. When you have felt apathetic, what are some things either for your, your ministry or life of the minister you would frame up as... Uh, this this is kind of a working definition for us. I mean, I think some things get rolled into apathy that aren't apathy. They're just exhaustion. Okay. Uh, but give us a little bit of a working definition of how you would maybe like compartmentalize off or at least kind of draw a line around apathy versus like a rough week or a really exhausting Monday yeah. after a big busy weekend or whatever. Like nobody wants to work hard the Monday after camp. That's not apathetic. That's just exhaustion. Sure. Which, by the way, you probably should take the Monday off. <laughs> you should plan camp. to take the Monday off. You knew it was coming. <laughs> um, I, I think, I think a word like apathy. One, I, I immediately want to think about what it's not. Okay. Um, I don't think. I think that there's some distinction between apathy and. Um, tired like you're talking about um i think there's also some difference between apathy and procrastination okay maybe the self-induced yeah yeah Yeah, like to me to me procrastination is just putting off a task putting off a task where apathy apathy and, and i may be wrong on this definition but it feels a little deeper okay it, to me, apathy feels like not so much of, oh, I'll do that later, but this deep, like, I just don't want to do, do it. it at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would also say, too, that I think it's important to to note is is the thing we're feeling apathetic about something that we think we shouldn't be doing anymore. Okay. Cause I think that's pretty valuable. Yeah. Like I think if we have, I think if we have programs or elements that we feel like need to be cut, but we just haven't. Yeah. Um, that's probably procrastination of leadership. Yeah. Rather than it is apathy. A delay in making a tough choice versus a loss of motivation. Yeah. 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 Um, I just don't want to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, I just don't want to deal with it and the thing that needs to be dealt with very different and that I just I just can't deal. Yeah. yeah. When do you, when do you feel most apathetic? Have you have you found markers of that in your life? Uh, you don't seem to, I mean, I may be wrong. You don't seem like you're a very apathetic person. Uh, so I, I appreciate your naming of procrastination versus okay. apathy. Because uh, for me, I often lose motivation. Mm. 
let's let's do the let's draw the word lines. Uh, you can pick your side. Uh, either one's fine. I feel like I either lose passion, uh, but keep motivation, or I lose motivation and keep passion. Whatever is the more like core word to you, like like the fundamental, like this is the essence of me. I never lose like like the deepness, but there are some of that, like that second layer, right? Like it's like, it's like eating healthy. It's like, you know, some days I just want a cheat meal, but I know, I know the right thing. And I like in my bones, like, yes, like today did the gym thing today, but I was 15 minutes later than usual. Cause I was dragging feet, right? Like I, I, I still went, I was just late to the party. I, Maybe this isn't like a. Are you not parsing a, it that way? Or? A podcast conversation, but just as your friend speaking to your life, I don't. I don't see you lose passion for things often. I see you get excited about something else. That's just a personal comment, right? <laughs> uh, That's the redirecting of the passion. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like so. It's like something else grabs your attention. Like, well, I'll just go do that. I'll just do that instead. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. It seems like you're still excited about the other deal, <laughs> but it's like that. That is cooler. So I'm going to be involved. In well, that. and maybe that's some of the conversation for our friends today that are feeling this or wrestling with this. Is is it just a matter of redirected energy? Because I think for some folks that are maybe feeling it, they've got zero energy for anything, zero desire, motivation for anything. And maybe if you're listening, it's a redirected thing, but you're just really excited about something else right now. And this thing that you framed up as ministry just feels really far flat or distant. Yeah, but what if the thing that they're excited about is Xbox? Uh, you know, right? Like, I, I feel like sure. that, that kind of ties in for some, it's like, you know, I don't want to do this, but what I really like to do is just spend like nine hours in war zone. Well, that's, so that's the conversation. So we just got done doing, um, some breakouts at some different training events. Uh, I, I think not to spare everybody that heard the breakout conversation, um, the real defining marker of ministry leadership in this season is not the war, the worship war of the late nineties, early millennia. I think what we say as pastors about the importance of work will matter because what you just shared about nine hours on Xbox is escapism, like from reality. Uh, but there is something that we need to say as pastors model as ministry leaders uh, that, you know, from Adam in the beginning, there's a call to like healthy toil, like good work, meaningful work. And I think sometimes we just get so spent, so drained, so emptied that we just retreat to the escapist thing of like, let's get away, which would feed right into your conversation that you often want to have of if you can't rest right, you won't work right. And I think that's a piece of it, at least. I wonder how much of this conversation and apathies brought on because of validation through social media. Mm. So let me let me track with that for okay, a yeah, yeah. If if someone's if someone's personal work, right? Um or uh, tasks that they're doing can bring some sort of like internal, you know, gratification. Yeah. Like Re- rewind 150 years, right? Yeah. Uh, hard day's work in the field. Yeah, fed a family and a whole community. Yeah, yeah. and and you kind of look out and you see your plowed field and there's probably some, 
you know, some pride in that, some joy in that, like you have sweat on your brow, but it's like, okay, I, I did something. And that, that farmer also probably didn't want to get out there at 4 a.m. in the morning and start either, but he did. He did, yep. Um, I think for some of us, we have that quick dopamine hit of here, here's my field. Yeah. I took a photo of it. Yeah. And I got 200 likes. Good enough. <laughs> right. Um, Close enough. But if you jump on and you see somebody else's field that has better rows, yeah. it's twice as large, all these kind of things, yeah. you probably do feel apathetic because it's like, oh, I'm going to post my picture Look now. they did, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I wonder how much social media plays into this feeling of sure. apathy for us. Well, we can almost glimpse the world too large, right? And I think that's that's an issue of like we can see too much. Um, I, I think it's it's one of the things that, that we've talked about in doing ministry in this season is that there are so many things that are affecting us and our students. One, one weekly sermon cannot encapsulate or illustrate or, or you know, connect the dots for all the news stories, updates, traumas, and happenings that have happened for our students. Uh, and two, like we don't have enough time in the news cycle of every 12 to 24 hours to process our own feelings, let alone uh, minister through them, right? There's just yeah. too much information. There's too much to be aware of. And so there needs to be some commentary on maybe maybe knowing too much too quickly. I don't know. So let's talk about the youth pastor for a little bit. Yes. If you got a youth pastor feeling extra apathetic— their job, you know, all these things that they're feeling. What advice are you giving? Where, where are you pointing them? Yeah, so it's uh, to make it smaller. Like I think they, uh, s- some of the the apathy concerns that I hear stem from what you've shared of feeling the world too largely. And I think this is the thing that they need to bring it back down to one of the smallest elements or pieces. It's the student that they've made the world of difference to. It's the family that's really thankful for their commitment to the church week in and week out. Um, It's that one email that that graduated student sent that Zach and Chad told you to save in a folder Mm -hmm. on your email a couple years ago and you dug it back up again. Like This is the gratitude box, the joy jar moment of being able to retrieve one meaningful thing that you did and allow that to compound because if you're trying to solve all of it or feel all of it, I mean, we've been talking the last few weeks about division and long division. Gratitude works that way too. If you just feel like a general gratitude, it's not nearly as effective in stirring our passion and our motivation as it is feeling it uniquely and specifically. And I think you have to start there. Uh, And if you don't have anything to read or review, start with the things that you have to say. I'm really thankful for this person in my life. I'm really thankful for the opportunity to do this thing. And I think we have to start smaller and allow that to become larger than to try to feel it all at once. Like if you're trying to solve all of your apathy, if you're trying to figure out all of why I can't do all the things, it's crushing but if you can just say, man, I I love getting to come to my friend's house and have a cup of coffee that's lesser than we thought it was going to be. <laughs> 
But you know what? He has a whole new coffee rig, and it's really special to see him take the care to make coffee for a friend. That's a good day. Yeah, I, I think I think what you're talking about, too, uh, in my mind, uh, immediately leads me to this place of refocusing on what a win is. Yeah. Because um, I think the, the work of ministry... The work of ministry is unlike plowing a field in that there really isn't a completion. <laughs> There's no marked off field. There's just lots of plowing. <laughs> right. Um, and, and so like, uh, unlike other jobs, w- w- even ours now, it's like the the blog post or the podcast is either done or not. Yeah. Is the podcast out or not? Yeah. Right. Is it recorded? Is it uploaded? Great. That's There's some can, completion all, to that. All we could do. Yeah. Um, for youth pastors, it's like, or discipling students. Are the parents happy or not? Hard to say. <laughs> Impossible. Hard to say, right. <laughs> um, which is my Gideon's favorite phrase right now at four years old. Anything to, that he asks that like, we don't know the answer to, we say hard to say. Yeah. So he's been saying it back to us. Like, Giddy, how was school today? Hard to say. <laughs> So just any kind of unknown, you can borrow that from Gideon. Hard to say. Hard to say. Who knows what's good and bad? Hard to say. Um, <laughs> I always mess up this guy's last name. I really should learn it. Simon Sinek? Sinek. Sinek. Um, which, well-known speaker, TED Talk speaker, yeah. all those kind of things. Glasses wearer. Yeah, uh, right. sp- spiky hair, sweater, sweater aficionado. Seems to know he's talking about business. Um, he... And I'll butcher this a little bit, but he he basically gives this analogy that uh, you wake up and you go to the gym and you come back and you look in the mirror yeah, and you see no results. Right. You go the next day, you work out, you come back, you look in the mirror, you see no results. Why are we even going? And yeah, it may lead you to just go, well, there's, there's nothing happening, so I'm going to stop. Yeah. But if you have the belief. Yeah that it is making a difference. You do continue. And um, I think that there's a little bit of that in the ministry work of reminding ourselves that like, while we can't see the result, when we continue to plow faithfully, um, we do know that it is sowing seed. That's right. And, and so I, th- I think for us in the work that we're doing, it's a remindful. It's a reminder that faithful work, even though we don't see or even feel positive change in one day, um, if we continue in our faithful, it does lead to change. That's right. Um, I, I think too, there's something to be reminded that part of the work that we do isn't just for others, but it is for ourselves. I think that we could probably not say that enough, yeah. that part of doing ministry really well is not external, ser- externally sure. measurable, uh, but is the reward of an internal faithfulness. Right. Like that this is, this is part of that l- monastic or like priestly class from all of your church history stuff that I think has some trickle down 
import importance for a youth minister is that you are doing this born out of a faithfulness to a call that others may not recognize or understand. It's hard with students because we feel like we're in such a close reach with those that we are ministering to, but there is a parish mentality of caring deeply for those that have been entrusted to us, even if they are not thankful for sure. it. <laughs> well, the, the, jo- the joke that I always make is, is you know, our call is part of our own discipleship, right? Yeah, yeah, that yeah, like yeah. God has used you as a youth pastor to form you to become more and more like his son. Yeah. So the joke that I always make is like, I don't know what you've done. <laughs> right. <laughs> to deserve this. <laughs> right. That, that God's like, the only way I can make this person more like my son is to put them around seventh graders. Right. 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 That um, they are going to show you wonders. <laughs> right. Right. Like you have messed up greatly. Right. But, I think there's something to that of like in the apathy to be remind to be reminded that like God has not left me. Yeah. And the hard um the hardest part of it. Uh, I was sharing with you the other day this Tony Evans quote, right? Uh that pain is an invitation to pray. And I think that's such a beautiful line that it's like pain is this invitation to pray. And I think I think when we feel um, a lack of motivation, we can either give into that or we can really explore it and say, what what does God have in store for me when I learn to push through it? That's good. That's good. Um, It's part of the coffee thing for me that you and I were talking about this morning. I'm trying to take time in the morning to do a pour over coffee. Yeah. Because your best friend told you that's the better way to make coffee, right? It's a good cup of coffee. (laughs) But not significantly better. (laughs) But, so full exposure, I'm I'm the kind of guy and I'm wired in such a way, it's all about systems, it's all about effectiveness. And pour over is really inefficient. It is. <laughs> it's dude. so inefficient. And because I can throw a K cup, walk away, walk away, <laughs> and it's done in moments. You can't multitask when you're pouring over, my man. But there's something to that in my in my life that makes me slow down. It makes me pause and it makes me do something. It makes me do something that is just enjoy. Yeah. Um, because the thing as a dad that I don't want to miss and I want to teach myself through coffee is I get one shot with Malia. Mm. And I don't want to become so driven in all these other things that I miss the simplicity of just spending time. Um, Recently in our family, we've been talking, first of the year, we've been talking about our 2022 values as a family. And um, part of that process, even though I have a three-year-old, is I want her to weigh in. Okay. Give her some voice. Yeah. I want her to have some voice of like- It's her family too. What do you believe should be Higgins family values for 2022? And 
one of her values was that we read together. Okay. I like it. Um, every day. That's what she said. Because we read together, but. Not every day. Every day. Every day. That's special time for her. That's what I heard through that, right? Um, and so I want, I want to be able to push into that, to live into that for her, but for myself. Mm. Uh, cause I know when she gets to be 14, she's not going to want to <laughs> read with dad. Right. Um, I think in all of what we do, when we're faced with opposition when we're faced with procrastination, frustration, boredom, yeah. We sometimes we sometimes want to put the blame externally. Yeah. When the real problem is internal. And I think for us and for our ministries, um, we have to be ministers that look internally and asking harder questions of am I apathetic because I've become lazy? Am I apathetic because I've allowed sarcasm and bitterness to seep in? Am I apathetic? Am I apathetic because I haven't met with the Lord in who knows how long. And so the work that you're currently doing is just that work. Because if you've separated the spiritual from the work of a pastor, you will become apathetic really, really fast. So where are you at today? In your car? In your office? Home? On a run? Your motivation, your passion, your desire. What's there? What's missing? And whose faithfulness and attention are you seeking? Grow with us in this season of wholeheartedly seeking after the calling that God has placed on your life, our lives, together in full discipleship.